Welcome to Life Karma. Give thanks. Redemption. Give thanks for re- <laughs> give thanks for redemption. <laughs> give thanks that you have a chance for redemption. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> it's been a while, guys, so I'm going to have to redeem myself today. Yes. I've been bugging the crap out of him to come do a podcast. Oh, I've been in a dark place for a couple of weeks. I noticed whenever whenever Brian doesn't return my calls, I just leave him alone because I know he has some heavy stuff he's dealing with. He's so. working through some BS crap. BS. The obstacles. <laughs> so... <laughs> The client obstacles. The client obstacles. Some crazy stuff happening. Sounds yeah, like. I was just um, telling my wife, I'm like, I'm, come, I'm going over to do a podcast. And she's like, do I have to do everything? And I'm like, oh, boy. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> she doesn't understand that the podcast here is therapeutic. There's a therapeutic yes. quality of just cathartically discussing the difficulties yes. of life. <laughs> She's like, I have to do everything. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I have to poop scoop every time. I'm like, oh. It's like your dog, baby. That's one of the... <sighs> Kim and Hannah went out on a poop parade with little plastic baggies and picking all that stuff up because, you know, Bo's doggies are here. <sighs> but I'm and like, you have four boys. Yeah, that's a great lesson like, for them to the learn. What the heck are they doing? They need to be scooping to pooping. Oh my gosh, I mean... You should give them a quarter for every time they scoop no, a poop I'm up. No, I'm paying them crap. I told them to get their butts up and go out there. So they're out there with bags, and Brooks is out there. I'm going to throw up. This is so disgusting. I'm going to throw up. I'm like, that's privilege. Yeah. Yeah. That right there. Oh, that's so much privilege. That's privilege. That's, that's privilege. Oh, but I'm just like, yeah, I have to do everything. It's like they... You know, in your marriages or your relationships, any relationships you have, like the other person will take things to extremes sometimes. Right, right. I do everything. I'm like, what's that even mean? Yeah. So here's what I learned from a therapist. Uh, you, you don't want to ever use words like always, everything, amen, every time, because that just gets you in trouble. I always I feel this way. You're like, oh, shit, that's not good. You got to say often. I feel this way often. <laughs> 78% of the time, I feel yes. like this. A majority of the time, I've noticed this pattern. <laughs> Even that Just gets like, you in a world of shit. You got to get redeemed out of that. Because yeah, I'd be like, what, over 50%? You're saying over 50%? What's your problem? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? I mean, that probably not a lot Not a lot of people know no, where that comes from. No, I know that. What but I do. About? Yeah. So what brings you greater peace, the mountains or the ocean? Ooh. I got to say the ocean. I agree too. I'm an ocean guy, but then uh, mountains are cool, but oceans better. I agree. I agree. Is that just because we don't have it though? Uh, Probably because Hawaii, Hawaii, Hawaii and uh, Destin, Florida and California. The only thing redeeming about California Mm. are its beaches and ocean (laughs) and the blonde ladies. Oh, and the beautiful, (laughs) fine looking, (laughs) Fine looking women. And there's good looking men there too. So I guess yes, it's both I ways. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you can't. We, we got to be. We just don't notice them as much. Yeah. We so got to be. Our bad. Yeah, our bad. So um, speaking of that, can I just tell you how stupid, freaking ridiculous it is that you have to take a COVID test within 72 hours to be able to go to Hawaii? You do. That's ridiculous. Can I tell you how bad that pisses me off? Well, I mean, Kim has a cold. Kim and Hannah have a cold. They do a teledoc thing, and they got to go to 
Google COVID test. And they did it two days ago. They haven't got the results back and they're fine. The cold's done. It's over and they're feeling fine. I don't think it's asymptomatic COVID problems. No. Well, we got a quarantine. You know, like they're upstairs quarantined in our bedroom. Oh so. my gosh. This, this topic drives me. Okay. So, because we were trying to plan to go to Hawaii. Right. Uh, and give the kids a gift for Christmas to go to Hawaii. Privilege. Yeah. I understand privilege. Leave me alone. And, um, and so I started looking into the test. So they only approve certain partners. And then I started reading into the fine print. And you know when I start reading into fine print, it is not a good thing. No, because they can. you can pay for everything. And if there's a positive test, you no money back or something. Not only that, but when you go and take a test, um, whether it's negative or positive, it is reported to local authorities, uh, local health department, Utah and Hawaii, um, all government agencies. So just so you guys know, the cops have a list of who's taking the test and who's not. Basically, the cops have turned into Santa Claus. So I have my daughter-in-law works at a company and she shares a, a workstation with someone from South Korea. And I got to be very discreet here, discreet. But yes, this person careful. don't get us sued. No, but this person <laughs> may have allegedly, um, you know, is asymptomatic with COVID. And this person went home to South Korea. They tested him, did a rapid test as he got off the plane and he tested positive mm -hmm. for COVID. So they put him in COVID prison <laughs> for three weeks. Where? He, Where? In South Korea. In South freaking Korea? Yeah, in oh South Korea. So he's Korean. So they put him in COVID prison for three weeks. My daughter-in-law has to quarantine for two weeks at home. So she can't come to Thanksgiving because this guy, this asymptomatic dude, and, he's in, in, in the, and her work, her colleague at work is stuck in a COVID prison with only one change of clothes and a cell phone for three weeks. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, oh let, me, let me break this down. Who forces your daughter-in-law to sit at the freaking house and be quarantined? Like, there's no law. There's no anything. There, I, I understand that she does it out of the goodness of her heart to make sure the public, blah, blah, blah. But like... Where did this tyranny come from? Like, where did this... If, if something isn't done around this stuff, we're losing our freedoms quite rapidly at this point. And I don't know what we do to make that better. One of my friends uh, who I dearly love and respect, he said, like, we just got to put term limits on oh, congressional I, I and senatorial seats. Like, it's just, it's just broken our government. And well, term limits just keep... Well, why do we have it for the president, but not others? Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense because... What happens is these people just get, they stay there and they get their cronies and then the work doesn't get done. And if you were to put a two year, you know, two, two term limit in, on Congress and um, just every time, and senators had to roll in and roll out every six years, I think we'd have a better form of government. Well, I wouldn't even mind if, I, I mean, I get a president's two terms and I'll be honest, not a lot can be done by a Democrat or Republican president in eight years, even if you, you know, because you usually don't have the Senate with you right so i'm all for term limits because here's the thing i believe is if there's term limits if it's a really big thing that the country wants to change as a collective it can happen in that time period. yeah if not you don't need to put your stamp on something yeah yeah i agree you know so, so i don't know how do we go about doing term limits should i run for congress yeah absolutely 100 percent. i mean i don't know whatever. what do you guys think i know our audience of 100 people yeah. which is soon they're going to be 100,000 100,000 people i did have someone reach out to me through email saying hey we we need successful podcasts like your guys it's on our channel 
Well, we do have a successful podcast. Know, we just like, don't have the audience we want yet. Oh, wait, we I do. Mean, we do really good, good we profound. Really good. We, we well, are, I think we do really good. I mean, our, our, anyways, our stats are whatever. It doesn't matter. And we're growing. It's probably more for me and Sam than it is. Yeah, we're growing so. rapidly, and we're, our listeners are expanding. So thank you, listeners. We yes. think you're awesome. I've had three people talk to me this week about our podcast. And like, I know. I someone asked, when's the next one? I'm like, it's my bad. It's not Sam's. It's my fault. My bad. Sorry. Judas, so, settle down. That's okay, though. Judas. You're gonna re- I'm gonna re- you're going to be redeemed. Today <laughs> is your day of redemption. That's what I was trying to think of. Like, you know, you're talking about. I don't know. Redemption has been on my mind a lot. Like, what the freak does that even mean? Redemption. Because I feel like I've heard a lot of people saying it, right, from the left. I've heard a lot of people on the right saying, well, we're, we're, redemption's coming. I'm like, what, 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 what are you guys, are you taking kind of like a Christian word, I feel like, and using it in different ways? I think there have been times where, uh, the like um, in history, where Christians have used redemption as a weapon. <laughs> they, they weaponize the word redemption because I think at the origin of redemption comes forgiveness and abs- you know like complete absolution around the mistakes we make in our life and the ability to start over and make um, learn from your mistakes and make, make new and become better because of your mistakes. Um, I think that's where the origin of the word sort of comes. I need to talk to some of my friends who are you know, you know just geniuses with language, but that's what it means to me um, if people are using it like redemption is coming, that's like a weaponized version of it. Oh, yeah, it's like it makes no fear. sense. Yeah, that's like, oh, you'll get yours. It's funny because they're using redemption out of context. They should use karma. If you're going to use yes. any word like that, they should say karma's coming. It always <laughs> does. This is why we. This is why our podcast is a lot. You know, this is why we have life karma, right? It's, you know, it 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 comes. What goes around comes around. You eventually yes. get what you. Which you get because you behave yourself into that result, and yeah. you want better results, you got to get better behavior. So yeah, and I want to go back to this Hawaii thing just for a second. Yeah, please. Because, so I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to Hawaii. I'm not taking the test. I'm not doing anything. And she's like, What's your problem? Like this is for the kids. And I'm like, At what point though do you start voting with your money? Like if everyone said, I'm not going to Hawaii because of this stupid restriction. I got to go pay 600 bucks out of pocket to get tested before I even go there. Cause I have four kids. It's like, at what point do you say, nah, you don't get my money when you put restrictions on that, that I seem are unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think here's a prototype for you. Hmm. Um, bring Hawaii to you. Take the 15 grand or 20 grand that you would spend going to Hawaii with your whole family mm-hmm. and put it as a down payment on a pool and a luxurious um, backyard. That's, that would be amazing. But we decided to go to Florida instead. <laughs> Well, you can go to Florida a lot easier than Hawaii. Yeah, Do you know where yeah, I'm that's exactly. You're gonna go to where are you gonna go? Destin? Go no, to, it's like uh, some little small beach town or something. But like, where Pensacola? Like you don't know? I yet. don't know. Emily's got it all set up. And that's another thing that she said to me. She needs to talk to me because I know exactly where to go to Florida. Yeah, but this is another instance of she said I do everything. <laughs> you, I do everything. It's such a burden to plan a family vacation to Florida. <laughs> like, what do you mean? So you're going to go to, if you're going to go to Orlando, if you're going to go no, to Disney World. No, hell no. No, good. That's no. good. And, and you're better I'm off going. going to Disney World. Yeah. So no, that's it. They're, the, they're their own city. I'm not supporting that crap anymore. Did, okay. you, did you know that? They're their own city. I don't doubt that. No, they are. Like, I'm sure they, they get their own tax revenue back. So when you pay tax, city tax, you just, you're just giving. It's going back just, to Disney World. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, I can commit a DUI at Disney World. And they're the ones that are in charge of charging me. Oh, wow. 
I didn't know that. I bet they have jail, like real jails. They got Disney World jail. I'm like, if I don't wear a mask, do you go to Disney World jail? (laughs) Probably. And you have to wear a mask on the beach in Hawaii. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's a crime. Yeah, that's unconstitutional. There's something got to be, something's got to be terrible about this. You saw the Danish study, right? They came out on the mask. Right. Yeah, no, they're not effective people. I'm, I get it. Like we're all being good citizens, blah, blah, blah. Like feed me the narrative. That's fine. And I get that the COVID is real. Like it's a real thing. Yeah. But I'm not wearing a mask on a beach. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't wear a mask. On it pisses a beach. me off. I've been angry for two weeks. That's the problem here, people. And when you have anger, you know, it's hard for light to come into the anger. It's not going to work out. Anger and darkness. Anger and darkness are teammates. They they love each other. (laughs) I got to ask you a question. Please. When did you let Hannah first start getting on social media? Uh, Way too young. I can tell you that. That's been a terrible mistake. She's 14. Yeah. We allowed her to start doing it two years ago. Okay. Which is entirely too, too, too early. So what would you, if you could, tw- hindsight 2020, I mean, we're all stupid parents. We always make mistakes anyway. But yeah. what would you do now? I wouldn't let her get access to social media until after she's 16, to be yeah. honest. And it would be terrible, and but it would be tough shit. Because trying to unwind and manage and get her to pull back on that now, after two years, is nearly impossible. Yeah. When she's 16, she'd be close enough to an adult, you know? And she probably would be, you know, because when she's 18, she can do whatever the hell she wants. Right, right. But now we're having to mitigate um, her usage and monitor and do all this weird stuff because all that um, social media kind of trigger is is like cocaine to the brain. You know, it really stimulates your well, and I'm get, I'm, serotonin levels and stuff. Yeah, we're trying to figure that out with Drake. He's 12. And I'm like, nah. After watching The Social Dilemma on Netflix, after listening to Joe Rogan's podcast with the guy that did that movie, I'm like, nope. Social media, no. no. It's, 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 it's designed to divide us people. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's what's, yeah. It's, what's it's, it's designed up. to divide us. Yeah. So we have a call to, uh, for unity. We're, yes, we we're here about like being fascinated with differences, enjoying the differences, celebrating differences, and understanding, and heaven forbid we learn from one another. Still not right. going to Hawaii. No, you're going to Florida instead. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, seriously, for the money you spend to go to Hawaii, it's just, re- no, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah, so you're, I think you should, you're, I shouldn't, you shouldn't mince your words about but how much you don't want to go to Hawaii. Not only that, though, but did you know all the governors, legislators uh, from all over the nation just recently, last week, were in Hawaii? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, from states that were locked down. So they all met in Hawaii to do their conference. Of course. In Maui. I'm like, did you guys wear masks the whole time you're freaking talking to each other? No, I was at a a conference um, uh, in Park City, or in Deer Valley for three days. And we were all socially distanced and everybody wore a mask. And there was about 40 of us. How um, intimate was that? And then, and then we had other people outside. So we had 30 or 40 of us, and then we had another 50 or 60, or actually another 150 people on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So it was a Zoom conference. And it was, um, you know, I think it was as good as it can get, you know, and those kind of things. And it, But it lost it lost some of the humanity of it all. But, um, but I think all in all, it was pretty good. Conference. How much do we need that kind of humanity, intimacy? It's absolutely critical to our mental health. Yes. That's what I think, too, is like, I think, it, I know I've said this before, we're just hurting the poor and the children. Yeah. And that's what gets me fired we're up. We're really going to create a bunch of dysfunction in children. This is all going to really hurt them. 
Yes. Because it's going to be more difficult. Social media by itself hurt, is hurting them because they can't have conversations. Well, yeah. They can't have, they, they, you know, it's like, oh, you see it differently. Well, let's talk it out. And they're like, nope. And no. I'm like, what do you mean, no? They're like, no. Yeah, they're like, I'm set. No, 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 no. We need to talk through this yeah. because you're not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> At least with our kids, you it's know. Just, Hello, Drake has opinions now. He's 12. Mm-hmm. He has opinions. And I'm like, oh, you're hitting puberty. Oh, yeah. Congrats. It's good to have opinions. Uh, yeah. Uh, when, when I want your opinion, I'll ask <laughs> that's for right, it. That's right. Opinions. I, I learned uh, long ago that opinions don't mean shit. I'm sorry. No, they don't mean anything. You know, what, you know what means more than opinion? Experience. So I don't want to hear your opinion or what you think. <laughs> I want to know what you know because of what you've done and what you've learned. So experience is far more important to me than someone's a damn opinion. Like, I really am sorry. That could be a whole podcast. What if you have opinion from experience? Well, that's not an opinion. That's a learning. Well, not not necessarily. Because what if you experience something and because of the experience, you think you have an opinion in the other. I would respect that more than just, well, you're my favorite colors, brown and my favorite colors, pink. And we need to paint the walls pink instead of brown. And I'm like. Like, okay, are you an interior designer? Do you know color? Do you know, have you looked at the, the color wheel to know what's perfectly complimentary? No, oh. you haven't. You're just, you just, you like shit brown instead of bright pink. And I'm yes. like, you're that kind of stuff, I don't like. You're a unicorn. Yeah, you're a unicorn. I don't like that. I, now, yeah. if you've been through some shit storm and you've had some struggles and some experiences and you've learned from those experiences and that formulates your opinion, that informs your opinion. Yeah. I'm going to respect that a lot more. So you caught me there. Well then, then, well, then Emily will say. I do everything. Yeah. I do everything. So you created, <laughs> you created the heaven and earth. So you do everything. Oh so did gosh. you, did you, um, did you build the roads up here? Did you build your own house? As or? you can see, that totally affected me on my yeah. way over here. So I think it would have been better off if she would have said, honey, I feel like I, I do more things than you. Or I feel like I need some help with poop scooping. Yeah. Maybe we can leverage the boys and teach them a lesson to scoop the poop so I don't feel like I have to do everything. Yeah, it's just like Judas. Yeah. Doesn't work, Judas, though. You can't because you, when you're at war like that, you know, we're, we're meant to. I'm learning this concept about being at war. And the reason why all this de, um, divisiveness is working in our country is because human beings are naturally at war. And for them to be at love and at peace and acceptance and, you know, that's hard. That that requires discipline and meditation and being centered and all that. But it's super easy to get angry. It's super easy to be at war. And we're we're sort of built. Um, our human brains and our neurosystems are built to be at war and to argue with everybody. But what people don't understand is when you are at, when you are at war over time, that becomes chronic stress and that kills you. Yes. Cortisol levels are high in your body and stress levels are high. Your heart and blood pressure, your heart rate increases, your blood pressure increases. I'm reading this great book called Breathe. And it's really cool. It's about, it's about, um, we need to slow our breathing down, breathe through your nose and increase the amount of carbon dioxide in your body because that will naturally lower all those levels. And if you breathe through your mouth, that's not good. I'm going to tell you why that's important. Mouth I read, breathing. I read an article Evidently. about it. Actually. Mouth breathing kills you, actually. I well, guess. no, no, not mouth breathing. But the, nope. uh, there's a big study done by scientists. Oh, shoot, just dropped my phone there. But um, they took 30 people over 64 years old. Right. Put them in a controlled chamber. Right. 90 minutes a day. Gave them 90% pure oxygen. Okay. 
for five days a week for three months. Mm -hmm. They reversed their cells, the part of the age that has your DNA and stuff on it, back to 25 years previously. Wow. So this book would probably disagree with that. What this book would say is it's not the amount of oxygen you take in that makes you stronger and makes you healthier. It's the amount of, uh, cause we take in plenty of oxygen just with normal breath. Right. It's the amount you exhale. So this book is all about exhaling. But what about the purity of it? Well, I think the purity of it helps, but they, they discount these oxygen bars and this oxygen infusion stuff. Yeah. And I think what, what I would say based on what I've learned from what you just said and what, and these other folks are saying is that it's the exhaling, um, that builds your diaphragm and improves the skeletal kind of things and helps your body get healthier. But the more you can get pure oxygen in and exhale it out, the, I think naturally you'd be more healthy. But just like a pop-up, oxygen's not going to make that big of a difference. But I, I don't know. That's what the book would say. But when I was a collegiate athlete, man, every time I got to the damn sidelines after a series of you know, plays or whenever, mm. I would just grab that oxygen mask and be like, oh, because you just, you're just yeah. spent. And uh, that would help. It would help my performance, I think. So well, I think I there's some things to be determined. Um, but there's but, definitely something to deep meditation and the breathing of it. I almost feel right. like metaphorically or truly, as you do exhale, things go with it. Right. So you inhale light, exhale darkness. Like, right. I think there's some metaphorical things that work there. I think meditation. And I think your your ability to process the oxygen that you actually do receive mm -hmm. when you're focusing on exhaling and breathing through your nose, I think is much better. Um, at least that's what I'm, my opinion, even though I'm not a doctor, yeah. read a book and have an opinion yes. now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the article, if you guys want to look it up, is Human Aging Reversed in Holy Grail Study scientists Ooh. saying what is this, a hyperbaric uh what's it called it's done in israel tel aviv of course in israel yeah. hyperbaric oxygen therapy yeah and no, i believe in that now when i was uh hyperbaric healing can really help you a lot subjects were placed in a pressurized chamber yep. and given pure oxygen for 90 minutes a day five days a week for three months wow at the end of the trial the scientists reported that the participants telomeres i don't even know if i'm saying that right had increased in length by an average of 20%, while the senescent cells had been reduced by up to 37%. This is the equivalent of how their bodies were at cellular level 25 years earlier. Okay, so let's get some hyperbaric chambers, man. Let's just hit it. I'm just Hello? like, give me that oxygen. I've done that with severe injury before. When you want to get uh, healing quickly, yeah. I use hyperbaric chambers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, actually, that shit works. There you go. Yeah, I don't know about, you know, Breathe's a great book, but I know that what you're talking about works. Oh, it sounds like it works, but yeah. like if you can... Does it help months, arthritis and all? I bet it does, but like in three months, you you can take your those cells back 25 years? Yeah, I don't know if I believe that, but <laughs> does it make you feel younger and healthier? Well, how weird is the body anyway? Like if that was a fact, everybody be doing hyperbaric chamber Maybe shit. Maybe they will be in like 10 years and we'll be like, yeah, our podcast talked about that 10 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, about then we'll then we'll be redeemed after people talk about but how expensive years. is a hyperbaric chamber. I don't know. We should we should buy one. We should have in the Life Karma Studios. We should oh get my a gosh. hyperbaric chamber. We should, should. <laughs> and we should take like a SpaceX <laughs> shuttle up to the moon while we're at it. Too. Oh my god! Well, my son, my one of my sons is a rocket scientist, so he can probably help us yeah, on dude, that. What's path. his problem? Yeah, he needs to get going on that. 
Yeah, he's, he's a hook us up. He's working. I feel like he can hook us up somehow. I think he could. I'm I know. Sure. I, I I think he knows. I mean, obviously, I've never talked to him, but I think he knows aliens exist. Well, I'm trying to tell him he has high security clearance, right? The yeah, highest yeah, kind of yeah. government security yeah. clearance. Yeah. I'm like, dude, if you see an alien, you got to tell me. If oh, you see sure. like a dead alien or something, Just and he goes, Dad, I cannot tell you. And I'm like, dude, you got to. I know you know aliens exist already, they and are, you got to tell me. There. I mean, like, but he will now. He's like, mum's the word. There's been a lot of sightings lately. Speaking of aliens, <laughs> like a ton of. Sightings. Did they bring redemption? Do aliens yeah, bring like, redemption? But on? they're like the um, encounters of the fifth kind ones, where they're like balls and they almost go like Wee-oo. in and out. Yeah, yeah. In mm-hmm. and out, and it's like. So their consciousness. Like there's something big coming. It's, it's connection with consciousness. Speaking of that, that thank you for reminding me. <laughs> I don't know. She's like springing all types of things. <laughs> I watched Indiana Jones and the right. uh, the Crystal Skull. Yes. Do you remember that one? I remember. Okay. Do you remember this part where at the end, the, he's walking into that room, spoiler alert, and there's like the 12 aliens. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember if it's 12 or 13. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's 12. Yeah, and the head is like the, the, the linchpin. The skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the one. And this is what Indiana Jones says as he walks in. Their collective consciousness was the key to their knowledge. What was like, excuse me? What did you just say? You said spoiler alert on a movie that's 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a spoiler alert, but that. For you eight-year-olds out there. That yeah, that's true. Because that's pretty cool. I was like, what? what did consciousness, you say? collective consciousness. Collective consciousness? I mean, mm. maybe that's what messed up. Uh, well, she a little you know, I will tell again. you this. I got to tell you this. I was really impressed. The leader of our faith. Um. I'm glad um, you brought this up because I do want to talk yeah, about Yeah, the leader of our faith, um, um, President Nelson, had a had a call to the world yesterday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, where he 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 you know he was a famous heart surgeon before he really became a full time minister and started leading ecclesiastically um, in our faith. But um, he was one of the most prominent heart surgeons in the world, and you know I think he was on the team that invented the mechanical heart. The first, uh, heart he the first heart transplant. Yeah, he did. And but but what he he shared this message about um, his background in medicine and his background in ministry um, both lead to a um, a solution that could make things better, and it's the practice of gratitude. And he had he, he encouraged people inside our faith and outside our faith all over the world to give thanks, and um, it was really cool. And I immediately responded and he, he, he encouraged us all to hashtag, um, give thanks and to, to share our message of gratitude to everyone in the world. And then that's the first thing. And the second thing was to pray that, um, this difficulty with COVID and these kind of things would, 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 we could get through these things with gratitude. And I think, you know, you can take rendisivir and it can help you with COVID. I think gratitude can really heal much of the infirmities you have in your life. In my orange duffel bag book, the last rule for the road is gratitude. I read that book, I wrote it, but I read it every year and I'm about finished with it again this year. And and gratitude just heals so much and it, and it builds so much um, peace and light in your life. It's pretty cool. Well, I think gratitude is super important. And I think gratitude, you can have it without having to experience the opposite nowadays because of all the forms of uh, media and the ways that we know to be able to learn about other societies, cultures, and things that other people have been through that gives you perspective. You're no longer growing up in a neighborhood with limited knowledge. I think gratitude right. 
is a huge thing. Yeah. So when you, when you, when a call out to gratitude for the whole world to be grateful to me is, is likened unto collective consciousness, right? He's, uh, yeah. he's like yeah. encouraging people to express gratitude and to pray, um, to pray, to be able to find gratitude in everything, regardless of our circumstance is really close to a call for collective consciousness. It is. Well, the praying part is, yeah, I, I think it's very cool. And I think yeah. there's immense power immense power in that like my spirit has been lifted over the last day and a half immensely because of those things because i've reached out to people that i was grateful for their contribution in my life and made posts on my social media about uh, gratitude i shared some videos that i created with uh, one minute gut check stuff out there on gratitude so it was very cool i i love gratitude and I think it's something that's very missed in society today because we're so focused on the negative and not the good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Gratitude. Um, so when you, when you've been harmed and being grateful for struggle and trial is a, is a sign that you've healed from that trouble and, and people don't understand the role of gratitude in your life can be huge. Um, both, in overcoming obstacles and then in building friendship friendships and building future relationships. Like I'm really grateful for my friendship with you. And I think about that a lot. And also I'm concerned about your well-being and your family's well-being because I'm grateful for you. And, um, and I'm grateful for my own family and for people who've had, you know, big impacts in my life. And I'm grateful for just to be able to interact with other human beings because, you know, right now we're sort of isolated and we feel alone a lot. There's, a, there's just much to be grateful for. Yeah, and you're probably afraid for my well-being because of how many times I want to burn people's houses. Well, I mean, I, what, what, what has me afraid for you <laughs> is I'm like, you got to have a way to process all the shit you deal with every week. But one of the great things I do in my Orange Duffel Bag book that I encourage people to do, and that is get an eight, eight and a half um, by 11 sheet of what blank paper and then start writing the things you're grateful for. And don't finish until there's no room left on both sides of the paper. If you've never done that, mm. it'll blow your damn mind because it, you'll get stuck and then you have to go back to it and you'll get stuck again. You have to go back to it. And it may take you weeks to fill that paper up, but you'll be a changed person after that. That reminds me of the story that you told of your kids around Christmas time. Right. Giving up all their money. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was a great story. That was such a great story. It's just, yeah, yeah, I want my kids to sit down and just write 20 things on Christmas Eve they're grateful for. Yeah. We have this tradition in our home. I, I had this really cool box. Um, you'll see it under our tree. But 25 years ago, I built this um, very, very expensive, elaborate hand-carved box. And um, every year, and I put really nice pens in it and some elegant paper and Every year, as part of our religious um, observation of Christmas and those kinds of things, we, we give a gift to God in our behavior. And we write a letter to God, you know, and we, we promise to be a better person. And then we put that, that, that um, letter in that box. We have 25 years Oh, of letters. Nice. I know this is the wrong. And you know what would be cool? We'll share. The, if you guys want to come over, we can share that tradition with you that, guys that, this year. That, we might have to do that. But Wouldn't that, that be sounds, fun? You know what that sounds like? Depressing. 
No, it's the coolest thing on the oh, planet. Dude. So, so I wouldn't want to read any of my no, letters. No, uh, let me tell you what my letters read like. My, oh. I, st- I tried to stop swearing at least five <laughs> times. And it's just a, it's like a joke to myself. And then and then we read things like when Bo was five and Ben was two or whatever. Uh, this year, dear Lord, this year I'm going to be nicer to my brother. Yeah, <laughs> and I won't ever. beat him up or, you know quaff farts in his face or something oh my gosh and they're hilarious they are hilarious depressing i'd be like why would that be depressing i tried to give up swearing again yes i don't i don't write that anymore (laughs) it'd be like me being like i'm gonna try and give up like also the pop no but you you give up or you give so i'm gonna give so you can give up you know something that's bad about you or give more from you you know it's just whatever you want to put down Right. Yeah. It's just it, it's it's meant to, to to pull your head and your heart to uh, heaven and mm. and to um, and to look to God and live. I'm sorry for that. that's be waxing religious folk, but but it really is a cool tradition that we do in our family, and we've been doing it for 25 years, and we're gonna I'm gonna do it till the day I die. Well, and I mean, uh, there's if great, you're religious or not, it's still a good thing. still a good practice. I mean, self control. Yeah, is super important. Yeah, like being able to control you, your body, your thoughts, your mind. Why your consciousness? Why is that? Why is it important? Tell me why you think that's important. I think because it brings higher knowledge. Yeah, it opens your consciousness. Yeah, it opens up yeah. that. It what what it, world? You see, so self control is the opposite of animalistic react just reaction. Yes, right. And I think the more um, because we're sentient beings, and the more we issue, the more we exercise discipline and positive thought and action on that thought, the closer we get to, con- uh, to, to the creator's consciousness and each other's great consciousness, the more we let anger, indulge in anger and uh, pit each other against each other and argue and fight and squam and, and you know, act, on, out on a, act out on violent, violently on people, the more we become just primal, primal pieces of shit. And like, we're not that, we're not animals. No. We're human beings that, you know, have have a lot of a lot of different things, We're a lot of complexities. We We're are intelligent. We're yeah. intelligent. I mean, we we can make choices. Yeah, we have free will, and uh, animals typically don't. No, they don't. But so we got we got ten minutes left here. What are we going to do to We're just talk about something that's dead? Dead. Yeah, I want to tell you something that's dead. It's very sad this week. Oh, okay, I'll bring up my uh, prop here. Okay. This, uh, I hate to announce this, but Supreme has sold the rest of their business. No. And they sold out to a company that is, in my opinion, going to ruin it. Oh, no. That's such a bummer. So congratulations, Supreme. You took something highly cool and opinionated, which I didn't always agree with your opinions, but that's okay. That's how the world works. And you ruined it. And this is one of those cool things I have still left that I will keep. But I'm not happy with you. You sold out to the VF brand, which has a bunch of little cheap brands who are now probably going to try and put Supreme in every TJ Maxx nationwide. So thank you for being idiots. Now I'll go to my prop. Well, just a, just a side <laughs> note. Here's what they probably did. Sold out, made millions or B- billions. Yeah, million, yeah. And then they're going to create something else just like Supreme. And, it's not gonna, and, no, and, and that'll, could, that'll become be a, a commodity. Yeah, it's got to be a covenant not to compete, right? Like, right, gonna, but that's going to last for two years. And, <sighs> but Supreme will become a commodity, and then this will be worth more because it'll be before, you know, it'll be back before the, the sellout. Right. The very thing that Supreme always went against, selling out. And they sold out. And they sold out. Mm. 
this, my friends. What is this? This is butterfly on the side. It's because if for anyone that loves ping pong, you're just going to have to watch the movie on, I mean, not the movie, the video on YouTube if you want to see this. But it's a very cool box. Opens up. And then as you open it up, oh, there we go. It has a paddle. A ping out. pong paddle. See? Right, right. See? Very okay. cool. And then this is the other cool part. Let me pull this out here. Oh, my word. Don't tell me. There's a ping pong. Carrying case. <laughs> for your paddle. Oh, my gosh. And what's that? Oh, no, it's not. Carrying a case, case for the balls. For the ping pong balls. Hmm. Emily has one of these. And this is how she owns me. This is carrying case. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, you guys just got the yeah. slight um, humor in the there. there. Yeah. In <laughs> and it actually has two balls in it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I hope we don't get censored. I uh, think well, no, no, they're real ping pong balls. They're right here. They say Supreme oh, Butterfly. You balls in a sack, right there, a little yes. bag. A cool little bag that's yeah. uh, portable and can be owned. <laughs> if the price is right, it can be owned. Right? That's right. Very cool. Now I'm just mad that all the cool stuff like this, hopefully, will continue. But I just know it won't. That's a bummer. But you are, you have a lot of cool Supreme stuff. You've given me some cools. I have a, I'm looking at something that was from a Supreme thing with, oh, yes. with this little dish you gave yeah, me. Yeah, we was, just can't say what's on it. No, it's a has a profound word, a profanity word with a bunch of pictures. Oh, wait, of, there's not another paddle. There's oh, just, just one, one paddle. <laughs> so you didn't even get two paddles. <laughs> Good thing I bought two of them. <laughs> oh, no wonder they're making money. Do you know how much this was? Retail? No. Two fifty. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So that paddle's probably cost ten bucks to make, and and, the, and maybe ten bucks for all the other stuff. And classic they, Supreme Red. Wow, classic. Maybe I should just. I don't know. This just yeah. makes me mad. These people. Well, Life Karma needs to take the place of Supreme. Oh my gosh, that would be so cool. Yeah, that's very cool. A lot of people would be like, "Oh, the freaking crazy Sam and Brian." That's hilarious. That is hilarious. So the yes. death of Supreme. I the guess. death of Supreme people. So how are they going to redeem themselves? How's Supreme going to redeem themselves from selling out when they were the non-sellout brand? I want to know how much they got because for forty-nine percent of the brand, they got five hundred million. So I want to know what they got in this last sale. Well, it's probably worth more. Like the controlling interest, right? Yeah. So. So Can you imagine? That's a billion dollars. You just say, if you do the math, it's just as much as they got for 49%. Well, I think it's, it's interesting. They sold to a brand, but then the, uh, a venture capitalist, not venture capitalist group, but a fund owns, a hedge fund owns the other 49%. <laughs> so good luck, guys. Getting along on that one. Wow. That's interesting. Hedge yeah. funds are doing that. So Buying into a brand. Yeah. So Brands are powerful. Brands are very, Brands very are powerful. very powerful. So what are we going to tell people... Um, what, what kind of wisdom are we going to t leave people with in our final minutes here about the concept of redemption and why we need to have redemption in our life? I think redemption gives us perspective and gives us control over ourselves because we've now had to, the one that I always say one of the hardest things you have to do is be honest with yourself mm -hmm. that you'll ever do in life. And redemption makes you do that. Is so if you're honest with yourself and really work on those things that you know are your weaknesses, you know what your weaknesses are. We all do. We don't like to talk about them. We don't like to deal with them most of the time. But redemption helps us deal with it in a positive, healthy way. Yeah. So to me, that means just work on continually getting better every day. And you'll be 
redeemed over time. But be specific. Right. Do you right. know what I mean? Don't like, be general. Yeah, don't be general. Just like, I want to be better today. Like, what does yeah. that freaking mean? Like, be better. Do Pick something yeah. specific. Be better and do better. That's like, I, heard, I read that quote somewhere along the and line. breathe like pure air. Through your nose. In a hyper. <laughs> what Barrick chamber. Yes. Hyperbaric chamber through oh, your nose. Oh, my gosh. And life is better, but... Have a wonderful week, people. Get a massage at uh, Massage Bar in Lehigh or something like Get something that makes you feel much, much, much better. Please do. Yes. You'll get, your body will thank you. Your body will thank you. And uh, peace out, people. Have a great, thankful week because Thanksgiving's coming up. and Full of redemption. And give thanks and express your happiness to someone this week. 